0: Join me while we tackle today's Modern Mom Problems. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Modern Mom Probs. I am your host, Tara Clark. Today, I am joined by one of my absolute best friends in real life, Mary McConville. Mary is an author, an illustrator, a photographer, a mother, a phenomenal cook, and an all-around really great person. I am so thrilled to have you here today, Mary.
1: Oh, Tara, that was like the best welcome ever. Thank you. I'm honored to be part of this. And I'm so excited that you finally started a podcast. This is like so exciting. And I can't wait to listen to all the great guests that you have lined up.
0: So for those of you who know, Mary, like I said, is one of my best friends. She and I often collaborate together, but I want her to tell the story of how we met and how we started collaborating together. Yeah. So
1: we've, known each other for a very long time from our kids going to nursery school. But the way that we initially really first met was that my dogs used to escape my yard. And one day the police caught my dogs on Tara's front lawn. And it was quite the scene with two cop cars. I have two giant dogs and myself with my big car with the back. Trying to wrangle the dogs in. And Tara pulls into her driveway and she's like, um, is is everything okay? I was mortified and and I was also like, I know I know this woman, but I don't know how I know her. And so then the next day, when we were at pickup for our kids in nursery school, I was like, Oh, she's she's, you know, a school mom. I get it, you know. And then I was like, We should have play dates. And our boys have been like brothers ever since. Yeah.
0: Like, the rest is history after that.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty mortifying. I was I was pretty embarrassed and you had just
0: moved to town. I had just moved to town. So for me, it was a big deal because we had only moved to town like three weeks before that. So I'm pulling up to my house and there's practically like a SWAT team on my front. Lawn and I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening here? And uh, it was Mary. So it was meant to be. So the universe brought us together and all good things ever since. So tell us a little bit about how we've collaborated with your art too. Right. So, you know, we would have these play dates and we were talking. You had
1: just started Monomon Probs too. I think like at the time you only had like 15,000 followers, which now look at your account. Like it's like so close to like a million, right? I mean, it's just like it's insane but so we were trying to figure out ways that we could work together and I had taken an art class and so I surprised you with illustrating you and was like, would you like this style? And you were like, yes. Like, and so that summer we illustrated all of your most popular memes and people loved it and the account started to grow and then I started to do my own memes or illustrations and then when you started writing your book, I was able to help you illustrate those like moments in motherhood that everyone can relate to and, you know, and getting to do your book cover. I mean, all those things were so exciting. And to just be part of all of the projects that we've worked on, uh, different campaigns that we've worked on and, you know, just trying to bring community and positivity to motherhood. And I couldn't ask for a better friend or partner. Oh to, my god, I love, so <laughs> I
0: love you so much. I love you so much. I absolutely love working with you. Which reminds me, like, I feel like we need to come up with some more illustrations. We do, and memes we now do. We've like, yeah, that. we like. Well, it's
1: been we've you know with everything going on, it's definitely been a challenge to to like what's appropriate to post. Yeah, um, and so that I think brings us to our wonderful topic of social media. Beautiful
0: segue. Let's switch chairs because you are all over it today. Uh, That is a perfect segue. So today's modern mom problem is social media use and tweens. You and I both have nine-year-olds. You also have an older son. So you have your finger on the pulse about social media more than I do. And so I want to dive into that topic today. And we're talking about this as mothers, right? Not as experts, but as mothers that what we're seeing and what we're hearing. And we're obviously going to share both our insight and our experience and then hopefully get to the bottom of how we could help with this.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is definitely not my favorite topic because I tend to look for the positives in in social media. Like my social media feed is filled with people who inspire me, who like just make my day happier. And so realizing that there's this very dark underbelly of social media and that our kids are really forced to face this at earlier and earlier ages Is not something I really want to talk about, but I think it's so important. And I think that as mothers, the more we talk, the better our kids will be. So I'm passionate about talking about it, even though it's not my favorite subject.
0: Yeah, I hear. I mean, I would rather talk about unicorns too, but (laughs) sometimes (laughs) we just have to talk about regular horses, right? So let's jump into why you wanted to bring this topic up, why you felt that it was necessary. I think it was like
1: two weeks ago, another mom that I saw on social media was sharing a really disturbing story about her, I believe, 12-year-old who basically was playing the very popular Roblox game that my kids play, have been playing for years, and that basically her child had been groomed. Like basically she got friended by what she thought was a kid but ended up being an adult male. And he was grooming her nothing. I don't think anything terrible happened, but it, it did affect the girl to the point where her grades were slipping. She had lost interest and it was a dangerous situation. And luckily the mom trusted her instincts and found out what was happening because her daughter wasn't communicating to her. So with that it it prompted me to have a conversation with my own sons and i was i was shocked to know that like they had played all of these games that her daughter had played and they know not to to do to talk to other people in chats and stuff like that but the way that they talk in the chats it's not like they're like hey what's your name they're just like wow you play really good and so then they kind of respond to that so they don't really think that they're talking to someone but that's how these we'll say monsters or predators get into our kids like they they give them compliments they'll they'll offer them you know a free free Roblox or free like whatever, like in-game, I forget what they're even called, like the little in-game tokens and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And the kids, you know, they're they're hungry for them. So they take them. And I, I told my kids, I was like, that's like the equivalent of, you know, because we talk about stranger danger. Like my kids know, mm-hmm. you know, what to do. I mean, and schools are great about explaining that as well. But we have those conversations, you know, if someone pulls up and says like, hey, I'm looking for my dog, can you help me find them? No. You know, like if you do not know them, you do not talk to them. And this is the equivalent of these strangers giving like, "Hey kid, here's some candy." Like it's just free. You like, "I'm not." Like, "It's okay. Like, you can have it. You don't have to pay me for it." That's how they get into the kids' world. And then they they start to really build them up. So, that they can basically tear them down. And then they share links to other platforms like TikTok or to Twitter. And unfortunately, on Twitter, pornography is allowed. So, these kids are getting exposed to things. And we think that we're in control. We think that we've set the limits. We think that we've done all of the behind the scenes things. They know the rules and stuff like that. But these predators are relentless. And these social media apps are just above us. So Mm -hmm. I feel like the only way that we can really help our kids is to communicate these things. And so that's what that mom sharing her most worst nightmare prompted me to have a better conversation with my sons about what they're seeing on social media and to reiterate to them that if they see something that they're uncomfortable with, that it's okay for them to come and talk to me, that I'm not going to be angry with
0: them and that it might help someone else. I love that. I think that's so important because I know my son told me that he's playing a game called Survive the Killer, which the whole concept of the game is that you're essentially either running away from these, like, 1980s, like, like horror movie characters, you know, like Freddy, Jason, I don't know, the other ones, Michael Myers, or then you get to play as one of those horror characters. So the whole concept of the game is either killing or you're going to be killed. And so we had a conversation about that as well. One, he actually had to ask me, like, who are all of these characters? Because obviously he was not familiar with them. And so I said, they were, you know, popular in the 80s and 90s, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's so important to have these conversations with our children, because if you think that they're just there playing, you know, something as innocent as what, you know, Super Mario Brothers was for us when we were children, it is absolutely not the case anymore. Roblox has some very dark games on it. It has some light games, too, but it also has dark games. But even in the light games. So like Meep City was like a huge one.
1: And that's what they they can play something similar to Mario Kart on it. But Meep City, they had this like tent that the kids could go into. And that was like a whole like disturbing. Like I I don't even want to like. Oh, you can say it. We're we're grownups here. They were doing sex acts. In the game? In the game. In this very like. PG game and Roblox has known about this. It's been like for five years that this has been an issue. BBC wrote an article about games that like start with a con, like condo or anything like that, mm-hmm. tend to have more adult topics or images in it. And so they they were talking about that. And so there's developer Alex Neutron. He knew about it, but he was making so much money that he didn't want to take it down because they can build different things. So they were able to put like beds in it. And then in the beds, they were doing these things. But so one of the good things is like there are good YouTubers out there that are covering these bad games or bad parts of the games. So they're doing videos about like exposing this. So when I started the conversation with my son, He was like, oh, I know about it because he follows this YouTuber who talks about, you know, like, so the YouTuber will talk about gaming and stuff. But then if there's an issue, he also brings that up. And so that's a way for us as parents, not that like you really want to get like involved in watching the gossip that's happening on Roblox or Minecraft. But if every once in a while, once a week, you check these YouTubers. So there was one guy on Roblox that was, he was a pedophile and there was a bunch of YouTubers that kept putting information about it. He finally got arrested and they shared about him getting arrested. So that level of like, of unsafe, we think it's just a kid's game, but unfortunately there are adults that prey on kids. And so basically the age that they're going for is 11 to 15, because that's the the age where kids are their self confidence is the worst. And so they know how to play them. Just like when we were kids, we had to, you know, like unfortunately there were teachers or cub scout leaders or religious leaders that preyed on the kids that didn't have the good self confidence or, you know, didn't feel like they had an adult that They could trust in their life and they became that adult and then they abused that trust. And so now instead of it happening in person, it's happening online in your living room, in your kid's bedroom. And like you can take all the screens away, you can have all the blocks, but they go over to a friend's house and something happens or... There's just so many ways for me, the only way is really to to cultivate a really strong relationship with my own children so that they come to me whenever something doesn't feel right, and it can be as simple as like you know some- one time my son saw what he thought was an inappropriate commercial, which i I've shared with you like it was basically like it was for Grubhub and they were delivering to like a nudist colony, and so like they had blocked out like where people would be nude, but it was, it was a commercial and it was like tongue in cheek funny, but he didn't understand that. And he saw it as playing as an ad on YouTube. And he was like, mom, there's this inappropriate ad. And so I was like, oh, and then I had to explain to him that, you know, what this was, but you know, they don't understand their, their little brains can't understand. And the the killing games really can affect them emotionally. And, and trigger things that we're not even aware of. So it's so important to have, you know, just an open communication, I think.
0: I agree 100%. This podcast is brought to you by Citizens of Sound, a podcast production agency committed to developing and launching shows with gravity and depth. From conception to launch, Citizens will partner with you every step of the way, whether you're an actor, business owner, doctor, fitness coach, influencer, or simply a hobbyist. Citizens offers everything from conception to branding, editing to mixing, and publishing to management. Jump on board with Citizens of Sound and start your own podcast today. Go to citizensofsound.com and follow them on Instagram. In our house when my son plays Roblox, he always plays in a public space, meaning mm. like a common area of the house. It's either in the kitchen, it's in the living room, it's all the, where we're all together, where if I just happen to you know, walk behind him while he's at the dinner table, I'm able to check the chat, see what's going on. So that's a big rule in our house. He doesn't realize it's a, it is a rule because if he knew that, then he'd be like, oh man, no way. But it right. just so happens that he does play in common areas. And I, I mentioned it to my husband that I think that we need to always emphasize that and then also be aware of it. Just even when he gets older, I think it's really important to always be in a common area.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're, they're sneaky too. So like with TikTok, I had had a conversation with a dad the other day about social media and he's like, oh, my daughter's not on social media. And I was like, but she has a TikTok account. And I know this because my son has shared like some of the things that are going on at school. And the dad was like, oh, well, you know, it's very limited. You know, like she's not really on it. We like took it down. And I was like, well, she has multiple accounts because these kids are so smart. They know how to get new email addresses and how to open accounts. And I mean, you know, back with... With Instagram, there was the Finsta account. Mm -hmm. So they, they had the one account that their parents thought they were following, and then they had other hidden accounts. And I think, you know, to Instagram and Facebook's credit, they're trying to create different family notifications and things. I think they just announced yesterday that they were having a family center, but these kids are so savvy. And even as an adult who uses social media for business and, you know, I think that I'm pretty savvy, these kids, they're learning stuff and their level of communication with themselves is huge. So like an issue with our middle school is that they started these anonymous accounts where they were sharing, you know, false rumors and like, and, and the whole thing was like, oh, it's just a joke. It's just, you know, it's kind of like the equivalent of like when we were kids and people would pass a note around, but now it's on social media. These things can be screenshot and saved for life and can come back and bite them when they're adults. And I don't think they quite understand that.
0: What was the administration of the school doing about these anonymous accounts? Well,
1: as soon as they were notified of them. And so that's the other thing is that parents are kind of like, oh, but it's just the kids. They're just kids. Like, oh, it's just it's it's harmless. And it's like, yes and no. Like, I get that. Like, I get that the kids have to get to explore and stuff. But social media isn't for kids. Like it's made for adults. And so we're giving them these devices with no safeguard. It's like the equivalent of like when we were kids, our parents dropping us off at a mall, but never having stepped foot in the mall. So they don't know what stores, they don't know what people are in there and giving them money. And then being like, all right, you know, you have two hours. That was my entire teenage years. Well, they could get into a lot of trouble in that time. But I'm sure your mom had gone into that mall. Yeah, yeah. No? Of yes. I mean, these malls we don't know. Like, we're, we're clueless. of, And so I think we survived. I guess our kids will survive. But I think the rates of all these mental illnesses, of suicides and things like that are are just climbing. And I do think there's no break. Like, you would come home from the mall and at least be safe.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. No, we were going to Willowbrook Mall in Wayne, New Jersey, and we were totally <laughs> safe at <laughs> that point. It's a very different thing. We are connected 24-7 now, and it's just the constant bombardment of notifications and messages and images and all of those things over and over and over again. I mean, we didn't even jump into beauty standards yet. Right. I mean, that's like a whole nother thing altogether. A hundred percent. I mean,
1: with the filters and things like that, I feel bad for tween girls and you see them using the filters and they're so insecure with their bodies from the very beginning. I mean, there's lots of positive things too. I mean, look, I'm the biggest proponent of social media, but I do think as parents, we can't just give this to them without constantly having conversations with them about it and what they're seeing and being that safe place for them to come and talk to us about what they're seeing and for us to do our homework, you know, like don't think that it can't happen to your kid because that mom that shared, you know, this was her, her youngest child. I think she's a, she has five kids, you know, she's, she's gone through it. So she thought she, she knew, she thought she was doing everything right. And her child was in a dangerous situation. And so to think that our kids aren't, it's not going to happen to our kids is really doing yourself and your kids a disservice. So I think we get to set the narrative about these things. And so talking to our kids early too, like, yes, it's affecting more for the, the 11 year old, you know, 11 to 15 year olds, but our kids have been playing Roblox for years and I had no clue because I would look at the games and it looked friendly and sweet. But like, yeah, they were like doing gang rapes in in this Meep City. horrible, Like horrible. And you're like, how is that even possible? And so thankfully to these YouTubers, these gaming YouTubers who do these videos so that I can basically wrap my head around it. I don't think that there's a solution for how to stop it. The only thing that we can do is cultivate those relationships with our own children so that they know our values. Like by having them play in, you know, in public spaces in your house, you're cultivating like these are our values. We don't hide things from each other. Like that's a value, mm-hmm. right? And some families, you know, privacy is kink, but privacy with social media can be really dangerous.
0: I agree, a hundred percent. Do you have the conversation with your sons about seeing suggestive images online too? Right? Tell me a little bit about that. So my
1: son was going; he he was getting the talk at school, the puberty talk, and he came to me and he was like, "Everyone's freaking out about it," and I was like, "All right, well, I, I'm happy to talk to you as to like what they might cover," and I wasn't exactly sure how far they were going to go, so I talked about women issues and I talked about boy issues and and how like all these things are natural and it can be really embarrassing and he really understood about like how hard it is to be a girl with getting your period and all those changes that happen and then at the end I did bring up pornography and I wanted to use the word because my fear was that he'd be over at a friend's house or not even at a friend's house, like even in the schoolyard because these kids talk about stuff. Just recently, the kids thought it would be funny to say that one of their teachers watches porn. So had I not talked to my son about it, he wouldn't have understood what the word was. I did it in a very like age appropriate, like not too much details, but I wanted him to be aware because some kids do it as a shock to their friends and to embarrass them and to like, you know, one up them or something. So I wanted him to like, have an understanding of what it was so that he would then be able to say, Oh, yeah, I know what that is, and then get himself out of the situation. And I always encourage him that if he ever gets that, you know, like, he's got to listen to his body, like knowing that what his body is saying is a warning sign. So, trusting his instincts. And so, if he's uncomfortable, you know, you can always blame it on me. My mom won't let me. My mom's so mean. She's the worst. Like, she won't. I'm like, you can say whatever you want, but use me as the excuse if you're uncomfortable. And so, he has.
0: I love that. I love that. No, I, th- I, think that's, I think that's great. My son loves to throw me under the bus. So I'm sure that he would throw me under the bus the first chance he gets with stuff like that. So yeah, bring it on, buddy. You know, like you can encourage
1: them to stand up for themselves, but like kids are mean. And if that's a way for them to feel protected is to like say like, oh, my mom's the worst. She's so protective. And then we come home and we talk about it. I know what my relationship with him is. And if he wants to, you know, like make it sound, you know, I'm the heavy, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm, I've always said, you know, to my kids, like, I'm not your friend. I'm your mom. Like I'm your parent. When you're grown, then we can become friends, but you're not always going to like what I want to do for you or what I tell you to do or the limits I put, but I'm always thinking of your best interests and I'm okay with them hating me sometimes. (laughs)
0: I get it. I love that. I love that, Mayor. Okay, now we're going to switch gears a little bit. We're going to do a rapid fire series of questions to get to know you a little bit better. And now I've known you for five years, and I still can't (laughs) wait to hear these questions. But ready? What is your favorite song lyric and why? Oh my
1: gosh, Andy Grammer. He came out with a song a couple years ago, and was like,
0: (laughs) "It's a horrible lyric." I think I know what you're talking about. Actually, Andy Grammer follows me on on Instagram, which sounds random. I love that.
1: (laughs) Shout out, Andy. It was something like about like, you know, like I hope that like you break your heart or something. And it was basically because I think in order to to have true happiness, you have to know what sorrow feels like. And so I'm not afraid of my kids having challenges because I know that they'll grow through it. And so as grow up right. That's kind of my thing.
0: I love that. I love that. Okay. Ready? Favorite 90s movie.
1: Favorite 90s movie. Oh. Hmm.
0: I mean, the first one that pops into
1: my mind is Clueless. But I think one of like my favorite was like Point Break with Keanu Reeves and uh, Patrick Swayze. Like I Mm kind of was crushing hard on Keanu Reeves and the whole surfer. Like that. So hot. They were so hot. And then there's always the Titanic. I mean, yeah, you know, it's that's true. Car.
0: And your son loves Titanic too. So that's, but not the movie. <laughs> no, no, no. Like the actual, actual Titanic, Titanic yeah. like the, the actual <laughs> ship. What's your favorite
1: comfort food? Oh, My favorite comfort food. Oh, Tara, like food in general is just my comfort. So there's like almost nothing I don't like bread. Bread would be like, I love bread so much. I just love it. Like I see it and it just makes me happy. So bread with butter. I love everything yeah. about it. All kinds of like a fresh like loaf focaccia of bread. bread, like like whole wheat bread, sourdough bread, any kind of bread.
0: So <laughs> good. I love bread. I almost, I almost want to ask you to tell your story about the the sourdough Aww. friend, but I for the interest yes, of time, I, I don't know if we have RIP my, my, my sourdough
1: starter that got thrown away.
0: Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Favorite self-grooming thing.
1: Favorite self-grooming thing my Dyson air styler. I like live and die for that thing cuz it just makes my life so much easier. It dries my hair really fast. I can make it curly, I can make it really straight and it makes my hair really shiny and no matter who says that it's not worth it, it's worth every penny cuz I don't like going to the salon.
0: I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> there was no doubt in that my mind that was going to be your answer. <laughs> <laughs> I totally and, was. Hey,
1: Dyson, sponsor us. Like, seriously, <laughs> like I've sold so many because people are like, oh my God. And I'm like, it's my air styler. Cause that's real I mean, like, I used to spend so much time like blow drying my hair with the round brush. Now, like literally I'm done. In under 10 minutes.
0: And it looks gorgeous every time. I mean, every single time you look like you just walked out of so the You are so
1: kind. I mean, hair salon. yeah. But it's like, you know, and even if I don't get to shower, I just do it and it looks great. And people are like, oh, did you get your hair done? And I'm like, nope, my Dyson hairstyler.
0: So good. Dyson, <laughs> hook us up. Um, what is your favorite cartoon character?
1: Oh, that's a good one. I would go with Winnie the Pooh. I'm a big Winnie the Pooh. Like, I mean, I love like almost all of the characters of Winnie the Pooh, but Winnie the Pooh, like just you know, he's a good loyal friend. He always is able to turn everything into a positive. Like he doesn't really get down, but he's also a realist and he loves food. Yeah. So that's
0: you. It's actually you. And you wear pants. Thankfully, I got to meet. Thank I got God. to hug
1: Winnie the Pooh when I when we went to Disneyland. And that was seriously like the best moment of my life. Like I like not the best moment of my life, but it was a childhood moment. Like my childhood self was so happy to like get to hug Winnie the Pooh.
0: I love that. I love that story. Last time we went to Disney, I saw Mary oh. Poppins, and I like freaked the f out because I was like, "Oh, it was the same thing." I was like, "It's Mary Poppins in person." I love love.
1: <laughs> when I was a kid. Though you know who else I really liked? She-Ra from the Me Too the Big She-Ra. I She-Ra. like He Man's oh. sister. Like I wanted yeah, to be He Man's sister.
0: Same, same. I love it. On that note, Mary, tell us where we can find you.
1: So, row upright on Instagram. It's B R I T E, not like light bright or rainbow bright. Oh. Yeah. So that was that was the like something really positive. I've been lacking in my creativity, but yeah, I feel like there's a lot of new material that is inspiring me. So there'll be a lot more illustrations coming.
0: Awesome. I love it. Mary McConville, I love you so much. You are one of my favorite people on planet Earth. Thank you so much for joining us today on Modern Mom Probs. Thank you so much, Tara, for having me.
1: It was an absolute
0: pleasure. Mwah! Mwah! Thanks for listening to today's episode of Modern Mom Probs. I hope you enjoyed our deep dive in today's problem with me, your host, Tara Clark. Join me next time when I'll be interviewing another great guest and tackling another modern mom problem. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review and a rating. As always, you could head over to Modern Mom Probs on Instagram and give me a follow or check out my book, Modern Mom Probs, A Survival Guide for 21st Century Mothers, available online wherever books are sold. Well, that's it for today. See you next time, folks.